Planet Worker, a world in development. Human Agency and International Development Series. Episode 21, Performativity in Practice. To acknowledge individual agency in the specificity of context is to understand it as the expression of a constructed identity within a dominant discursive totality. Here, the potentiality of agency is found in the resignification of identities in daily development practice. As noted in earlier episodes, a reconstitution of the subject by this reiterative process provides an opportunity for agency, in that the subject may influence the very process of signification that constitutes their identity. An important consideration is that we recast agency within matrices of power, not as individualist acts in opposition to structure. Located in south-central Tanzania, Ifakara is a sleepy town popularly known for its propensity to flood, endemic swarms of mosquitoes, and that it has a station on the Chinese-built railroad between Dar es Salaam and the copper fields of Zambia. The planned Tanzania program unit office is housed in a single-story, concreted house-style dwelling, giving it a homely rural feel. Rooms are divided into teen spaces, with the largest dedicated to a file storage unit. Operational staff are separated from the community program team, which comprises of six community development facilitators. Inside the offices, the space is dominated by hard copy filing cabinets filled with paperwork associated with sponsorship communications and business management. As if dispelling any doubt as to the priorities of the community development team, They are surrounded by these piles of reminders. Daily routines are well established and implemented with a laconic sense of resignation. Team meetings are formalistic and routine, dominated by bureaucratic items considered highly important by the country office headquarters in Dar es Salaam and IH or international headquarters in the United Kingdom. Business as usual has become pejorative in plans institutional aspirations to be modern and agile, but here it is palpable. Weekly and daily planning is indeed business, as usual and is interspersed by a combination of good-humoured banter and tea breaks. In many ways, it is indistinguishable from the routines and atmosphere of local government counterpart offices, and is the epitome of the development process reconstituted as bureaucracy. Beneath this tranquil surface, the practical difficulties of community engagement start to emerge. Lists are made of sponsored children and their families, who need follow-up or who cannot be located. The relevant CDF is allocated the task by the team manager, who listens to the report from each and provides practical advice on how to solve it. Invariably, CDFs will be reminded as to their core task of maintaining sponsorship standards and meeting targets. The KPIs are very important. The centrality of sponsorship to plans development business is unmistakable. Discussion of performance levels, deadlines for paperwork, and practical concerns dominate. Underlining sponsorship's importance, repeated encouragement is made to all the office staff to make regular sponsor family visits to better acquaint themselves with sponsorship. In the microcosm of these discussions, the preoccupation of the global organization is patent. Business systems loom large in the life of the CDF, and the community development teams complained of delays in the processes of approval for plans and budgets, which, in the plan system, meant that any activity could not be undertaken until approval in the system was made and expenses could be coded. There appeared to be a significant systems problem, 
and the authorization for program outlines had been delayed by the country office in Dar es Salaam and the regional office in Nairobi. This had meant that literally no field activity could be conducted for a period of six weeks due to the inability to code to the system. And some staff were encouraged to take their annual leave during this period as they could not do anything. Fairly obviously, CDFs in the satellite office in Nkasi pointed out that this had affected relationships and commitments with local actors. Much of the team meetings and planning are focused on ensuring coordination with and participation of local government representatives, largely to ensure both important political alignment as well as more prosaic matters. This presented itself as plans designed to ensure the attendance of government officials at key program events and activities, as well as approvals for project activities. Quite regularly, activities involve training events to be conducted for orientation of either district government staff or leaders at community or village level, such as those recently elected in local government elections. In a number of these activities, the purpose was to strengthen local governance including training to articulate the roles dictated by regulation and familiarizing participants with relevant local regulations and laws. Planning discussions also extended to more prosaic issues, such as the type of food appropriate for the activity and participants, and basic criteria and rules for provision of incentives. This morning ritual is followed by the grind of community engagement and follow-up. Planned CDFs travel by motorcycle and are soon buzzing up and down sand roads and tracks searching for community volunteers who can assist with locating sponsored children and their families. Each engagement with a community volunteer is accompanied by a discussion on the progress of completing forms and taking of photos, as well as motivational speeches and words of encouragement intended to keep the volunteer to task and assert the primacy of the procedures to be followed. These engagements reinforce the respective role of the actors, community practitioners doing their job, community volunteers cooperating on activities and process work, and compliance from sponsorship families around which the world of sponsorship revolves. Standardization is intrinsic to development managerialism under the guise of standards and universal bureaucracy. It is in this typical Monday morning scenario that the crux of developmentalism lies and the capture of agency. In my engagement with these practitioners, I have become respectful and mindful of the individual motivations of each member of the team. Yet, in this scenario, they are indistinguishable from their colleagues around the room, but also their colleagues and peers in hundreds of similar rooms spread across the world and whose reiterative behaviour and language reconstitute their identity as the front line of developmentalism. On face value, it is a remarkable system, devised in the European North a century before and extended into the nooks and crannies of rural countries across the globe, applied with consistency across very country through standardised processes, procedures and instruments. In watching Mia Fakara community development team, I could have been watching any of the community teams in Nwanza, Kibondo or Rakwa, or, in fact, from any of the 46 countries where plan implement sponsorship. Over the years, I had witnessed such a situation many times, in many places, without significant variation. This process is emblematic of a program unit's daily operations. This ground reality defines the arena of community development and its associated actors. It is framed by the two theoretical pillars of developmentalism, neoliberalism and institutionalism. 
In locality, these two features converge to construct a powerful defining discourse, underpinned by reinforcing institutional forms. For the NGO community development practitioner, these institutional forms intersect at a critical point, where the institutionalization of developmentalism within the development NGO for whom they work connects the localized socio-political context where development is enacted, in this case being the Tanzanian district and village level. Within plan, community development facilitator practice is heavily shaped by the plethora of guidance and standards set in place by plan across its global work. These present a powerful and restrictive institutional structure, determining appropriate ways of working regardless of cultural or geographic context. The application and adaptation of this way of working in context is largely determined externally, and local community development staff are required to navigate institutional and donor expectations through the complexities of culturally defined behaviour and political culture established via the systems of governance and control of the Tanzanian state. At a local institutional level, the Tanzanian state has set in place a structure of control under the guise of good governance. This structure not only governs what is acceptable by the Engo practitioner, but establishes normative frames for its citizens who are the purported beneficiaries of development intervention and its representatives. The arena of community development practice lies in the interface of these two institutional forms of the apparatus of developmentalism. These normative frames establish the performative structure for behaviour of development actors, but also the potential for agency to be exercised through the resignification process that is necessary for their reproduction. Practice, in this sense, is the repetitive reconstitution of the identities of these actors and the practitioner is an essential facilitator for this. Developmentalist practice often occurs in the form of enacted scenes of scripted performance. These scenes can be considered development tropes. In following episodes, we will examine five performative tropes that establish the frame for community development practitioners. While each of these tropes represent apparent singular events in each research site, they are in fact composites and representative of many similar events occurring regularly across multiple sites where PLAN works in Tanzania, and indeed in many countries where PLAN has community programs. Each trope articulates how repeated expressions of normative roles and language buttress the reiterative function of developmentalist discourse in constructing the identity of community development actors, and, most particularly, the community development practitioner. Episode 22 presents a trope called Planning Development. It describes Plan's approach to planning development interventions at district level and illustrates the primacy of the technical in asserting developmentalist structure of social terrains in the form of planning and project technologies. Episode 23 presents a trope called Cooperative Development. It articulates how the extension of managerialism to local development actors reflects an important technology in the establishment of governmentality by extending the range of actors to play a role in delivering development. Episode 24 presents a trope called Experiencing Development. It explores how the visit of a North donor to a sponsored South child reconstitutes the identities of those development actors engaged and provides legitimation of the neoliberal organising logic inherent in individualisation of private development funding in the form of child sponsorship. 
Episode 25 presents a trope called Seeing Development. It outlines the political or anti-political dynamics of NGO government engagement in development projects. And finally, episode 26 presents a trope called Presenting Development. This demonstrates performativity in the public celebration of the success of development necessary for the reproduction of developmentalism. Each of these illustrative tropes offer the opportunity to probe the reiterative performativity that reconstitutes the identity of the actors in developmentalist discourse at a local level, and how and go community development practitioners act as interlocutors and functional transmitters for actualizing development discourse in the local setting. Planet Worker, a world in development. Oh.